Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of the podcast, What is Culture? This is Rocco Longarello, and like many of you listening, I'm working from home. So if you follow the show, then you know that last week's episode was supposedly the season three finale, and that the show was going to go on a two-week hiatus so that I could review the survey results from March, conduct more interviews, and rethink the direction of season four. But last week, a couple of Tangaroos and I saw an opportunity to leverage this podcast to help our employees through a challenging time. So here I am. On Thursday, March 12th, 2020, in an effort to stay safe throughout the coronavirus situation, Tango's CEO, Bob Irwin, and the rest of the executive team made the decision that all of our employees who can fulfill their duties remotely work from home for the remainder of the month. Our China office has actually been working from home for the past six weeks. You probably already know this, but Tango is comprised of more than 2,000 employees across nine countries. But for many of us, working remotely does not come naturally, and it can pose some challenges. So in this episode, Tango's Amy Densmore, Director of Service Excellence, and Tara Rodriguez, Senior Business Analyst, and both longtime remote employees, share some best practices on how to make the most of working from home. Throughout the episode two, we'll reference a document that is currently available on whatisculturepodcast.com. Before we get to the show, quick disclaimer. This episode is meant to provide tips on how to make the most of your working from home experience. However, if you encounter technical difficulties or require additional assistance, please reach out to your IT support team. All right, let's go. Here is my conversation with the very selfless Amy Densmore and Tara Rodriguez. Let's all learn from them. Amy and uh, Tara are on the line. And what I want to do is, if we'll start with Amy, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into this document. Um, you know, what your title is, how long you've been here, where you work from, and kind of some of your main responsibilities. Okay, so I am Amy Densmore. I'm a Director of Service Excellence here at Tango. Um, I lead a team of senior managers, service delivery managers, service delivery analysts. We're all over the globe. Uh, We're responsible for just the day-to-day delivery of services to our customers and really what we're supposed to do and what we try hardest to do is just to make sure that they are getting their needs met or even that we're exceeding their needs. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm based out of San Diego. And I've been with Tango, I think it's almost 15 years, and working from home close to four now. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's, the, okay, four years. Great. Tara, Saint, can you tell us a little bit about yourself too? Sure. I'm Tara Rodriguez, and my current title is Senior Business Analyst. I work for our implementations department in a subgroup called Implementation Solutions. I've worked for Tango for 24 years, and I've been remote for the last eight years. Um, wow. It, In implementation, um, I work with sales and operations to share knowledge of our services and processes. I look to identify process gaps and make improvements. I manage a key uh, key customer globally and work special projects that focus on automation and services and platforms. Um, I do believe that one of the, the most fun things that I do here is I work with a team of volunteer employees who meet regularly to plan out activities 
that encourage constant communication and connections with our more than 400 remote employees around Tango. So just wanted to throw that in there as well. Yeah, say that again, more than 400 remote More than employees. 400 remote employees around Tango. This was prior to the directive to, you know, for everyone to work from home. So mm -hmm. we, um, we've already got many things going on that we're excited to share as far as best practices with you and with the rest of Tango and whoever this would be valuable for um, during this time. Okay. Well, thank you both. Thank you, Amy and Tara. And actually, Tara was on an episode in September. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was called Versatility Season 2, Episode 13. And that thank you for mentioning the amount of employees that we currently have that are remote full-time. So 400 out of 2,000 employees, that's a big percentage of our population that is remote uh, full-time. But uh, like I said in the beginning, there's still so uh, obviously many that this is new to them. So I hopefully people will get a lot from this quick conversation. But before we get into it, where did this document come from? I, I mean, I, I saw it posted on our team's channel, but was it, it was it a collaborative process of creating it? Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, um, I will share at least my experience. So we got on the call with Bob and at the same time, the remote culture team started chatting about what we can do because I think it hit home with us and we thought, well, this is a time where we can actually help the rest of our Rues around the world who have to now take themselves home and figure out how to make that work for them. So we immediately started chatting. Uh, I, I offered to post something by the end of the day. And at the same time, Amy sent over the document that is being circulated at this point and said, can we start here? Um, lo and behold, by the end of the day, we had it posted. And I, I think it's just worked out well. Um, I believe that more than ever now, we need to show up with our values of courage, integrity, and selflessness um, for and with one another. So I think this was just us immediately reacting to it and wanting to help where we can. Mm -hmm. Amy, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I mean, that's exactly what I, I have to echo what Tara said. And we were mm -hmm. all chatting. We know. I think I know I know personally just starting to work from home was something I was terrified of and the, the change. And so really excited that we can share our knowledge and our experience and our best practices with everyone in this Great. time. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, <laughs> so because of the kind of person that I am, it, uh, we'll get into it. I swear this is the last thing. But how are you guys feeling about everything going on right now? I think it's a it's a scary time for a lot of people, and I think it's interesting, um, especially now that we have this uh, schools are getting closed. So and your people are getting sent to work from home. So you have the not just I suddenly have to work from home dynamic, but if you have children, um, they're suddenly in your house. You may not have had time to find childcare. So I think right now it, it's so important that we be patient. Uh, if you're on a call and you hear a child in the background, it's not because that person's being irresponsible. It's just our current situation um, and just patience and kindness right now is really of the utmost importance, I think. Yeah. How about you, Tara? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I originally I wasn't sure. I guess two weeks back I was considering, well, we have this situation going on. Um, I was wondering how much the media advice was reality. 
Uh, but it really hit home end of last week into this weekend. It became super real for us knowing that many surrounding towns went into quarantine. My kids are now homeschooled. My husband, who's a teacher, has to figure out how to teach his students from home. Um, multiple residents in my city, I think as of today, we have six diagnosed with the virus. Um, so we're on alert and it is a, we are a little anxious. There's a little, little bit of anxiety going on, but I'm also hopeful that following the, the lead of China's best practices, we can flatten the curve, as they say, to control the situation in the U.S. Um, and again, I think we have an opportunity. So I always try to look at the lesson or in life's challenges or the bright side of things. And yeah. um, I think we've got an opportunity here to just channel our fears about the coronavirus into being there for one another and helping where we can. So, mm -hmm. All right, so we have six. This is what we're going to do. We have six things to consider when working from home, six tips to improve your working from home experience. So we're going to start with the first one, and Tara's going to take it away, but it, it's the first thing is set up your workspace. So can you talk a little bit, Tara, about what you mean by that and why that's yeah. important? Absolutely, absolutely. So I think one of the most important things with working from home is getting is setting up your workspace. Uh, what it does is it creates boundaries between the rest of your home and dedicated location where you choose to do your work. My family personally knows that once I get to my desk each day, I am in the work zone and distractions should be kept to a minimum. Um, the first suggestion in setting up the office ambiance, I'll call it, is to select a dedicated room where you can set up your workspace. Being able to close the door and get away from the laundry that needs to be done or the TV <laughs> episode you're eager to watch will help your productivity and avoid distractions. Uh, if you don't have a room to go to, which is actually my case, choose a place in your home that has the least amount of traffic so you don't disturb your family and vice versa. Um, throughout this, I actually did reach out to many of our other remote roos because I know that they have great advice. So I'll be quoting some of them as we go through here. So Jazz Najjar, who is a remote roo from the UK, suggests you set yourself up near a window with natural light or bring in some lighting so that you can easily see what you're doing. And then another colleague, Steph Newman, suggests opening the curtains or blinds. It's small, but working with the curtains closed two days in a row, she was really impacted by her mood when she first started working from home eight years ago. Mm. And then finally, Tango director who also works from home, Karen Litset, shares that she tells her husband, we have a magic doorway. And when I cross into my home <laughs> office, it transports me to another building and I'm not really at home. So I I got a kick out of that one. That's funny. Yeah, you're. I'm not really here. I'm just like a hologram. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so another thing is to keep it clean and organized. Being home, it's easy to intermingle your bills or other personal paperwork at your desk. To avoid distractions, they suggest trying to keep your workspace dedicated for work information only. Um, and then give it personality, making it somewhere you, you want to spend your time. Another remote rule, Vicky Castillo, suggests making it comfortable. So just like you would in an office, decorate your workspace with pictures, awards, our tango game plan, and motivational sayings or books. Um, another thing I learned early on working from home is that there is no summoning IT when you have computer issues. 
So bookmarking troubleshooting pages and jotting down numbers to call when you need help with computer issues is, is a bit of advice I'd like to share. Um, and then a dedicated workspace helps with shutting down at the end of the day as well. Having that dedicated space allows you to shut the door at the end of the workday and lets you have an end to your day. Uh, and then one last point, um, the remote rules believe setting up your workspace is so important and relevant to staying connected that we've created a share your workspace teams channel that allows employees to share a picture of their workspace and gives us the opportunity to bond and share a bit about ourselves and where we spend our work time. Oh, cool. And th so the name of that is share your workspace. Yep. That's okay. right. Cool. Yeah. Setting up your work and one more thing, because you were bringing in people, uh, other Tangaroos who had advice. Beverly Peacock, she she also had some advice about your workspace where she says, turn turn on some music. Yeah. And yes, absolutely. I can't imagine working without music on uh, unless you're on a call. I always got music playing. I it's just it, I, right. I can't listen to just silence. So, yeah. OK, beautiful. All right. Thank you. The next one is establish house rules, which is kind of related to workspace. So, Amy, would you mind talking to that for us? Oh, I would absolutely love to talk to this one because um, unless you live alone, setting up house rules is really important. And Tara and I had similar experiences, but uh, when I started working from home, almost everyone around me thought that because I'm home, I could just suddenly do more around the house or pop out and get stuff. So you get the, can't you just do a couple loads of laundry or can you run to the store and grab a couple things? And um, people probably mean well, but it can get frustrating really fast. And the way that you can get around that is just to remind your family, your friends, your roommates, whoever, that you are working, uh, even if you're at home, and you can reinforce that by sharing your schedule with them so they know what hours if I, um, between this time and this time I'm not available. And then kind of touching on what Tara just talked about, um, if you have that dedicated workspace, one of your rules could be um, when I'm in this space, I'm working and I really shouldn't be bothered unless it's uh, something really urgent. Mm -hmm. That's funny because I'm like a neat freak and I I like to take breaks and like go clean something. I know that's so embarrassing yeah. to admit, but <laughs> <laughs> like there's something I get anxiety over dirtiness. So can you come to it, my house? Nah, uh... it's not good. Believe me, it's not a good thing. You're welcome I, to mine as well. I blame <laughs> yeah, I blame my mom. I, I I just I feel like anxious. If you go into my room and like the bed's on not made. Like I feel weird inside. So I'll take breaks throughout the day and do something to tidy up because it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, a, that's yeah. a great point. Like, I mean, some of us get up and we just take a walk outside mm -hmm. or you can clean something or, you know, whatever little thing because breaks are important. So I wish I had the cleaning problem. I do not have that. It's, it's not good. <laughs> I, believe me, I don't wouldn't wish it on anyone. Um, all right. So <laughs> the next one is stick stick to your schedule. So Tara, do you want to talk about that one for us? I do want to talk okay. about sticking to your schedule. Um, so setting boundaries again for yourself when it comes to a schedule. Um, try to schedule your day when you can be most productive. I know for me, based on my customer and the colleagues that I work with around the world, 
morning is my most productive time. It's when I have most of my calls because I have the people that I need online to meet with um, or where your job requires it. You know, you want to schedule your day so that that's where you're spending a bulk of your time. Uh, so once you set the boundaries of your workday, plan out what your priorities are going to be to avoid getting sidetracked. And then to avoid burnout, you shouldn't lock yourself in your office for eight hours straight. Instead, you should try to take breaks into your schedule so you aren't tempted to slack, slack off or work right through lunch. Um, so try to walk away from your workspace for lunch. Or if the weather is nice, like Amy says, try to take a walk outside. Um, my, I find that my days quickly get booked with meetings, so I've gotten into the habit of calendaring out even my lunch or when I have a personal commitment to attend to. Mm, me too. I love that. Cause right. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a thing. Like you should take time for yourself for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the next thing I want to talk about is something I, <laughs> it's a, um, opportunity as Bob likes to say for me, um, it's a pit. It, it is a pitfall of working from home and, and it is working too much. <laughs> and this is something I'm constantly working towards. So uh, creating a set schedule of total working hours that match your typical workday. And when you have a structure, hopefully you'll become more efficient. Um, personally, for me, I just love working. And um, <laughs> and so I don't do very well at at that. But uh, but it is an aspiration. Yeah, you could uh, find Tara online at like 1130 on a Wednesday and just working. It happens. Much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, it it's tough, though, because you assume, well, I'm home. So let's say you wake up at 630. You don't typically show up in the office till eight, but you'll mm -hmm. start working at 630. Um, yeah. But that's OK. I think it's OK as long as for me, it's like I know what I need to accomplish in the day. So it's less yeah. about the schedule and more about the tasks that I need to complete. But right. everyone's job's different. Um, so I try not to look at it as a nine to five day and more of a task day. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And another tip I have is every four hours or so, try to put yourself face to face with a person, whether it's a neighbor or a quick video chat with a colleague or friend, or even many a times I'll ping a work from home coworker over office messaging just to check in to maybe talk about a mutual project or how their weekend was or something just to get you away from, you know, focusing on what you have and, you know, maybe zoning out a little bit. It helps to break the day up. Um, so another bit of advice we received that is very significant at this time when moms and dads are doing double duty. And we received this from the, our remote Rue Vicky Castillo suggest that if you have children who are homeschooling, try to create a schedule for them as well and set them up with their own desk so that they have some structure. I know that many parents have to be uh, struggling at this time to balance out the young children in primary school who have work to do and yet you have work to do. Um, we've been, we're going through it today in my own home, but my children are older, so they have their doors shut and I keep walking in on them and they have the computer up and they're working. But for the little ones, it's hard to keep their attention. So uh, that's just a bit of advice from from Vicky. Um, and then the last suggestion is to repurpose commute time. You've saved by working from home, so you don't necessarily have to use that time to start working. Um, instead, you might choose to do something nice for yourself, like 
um, doing the hobby that you've been meaning to get to or spending some quiet time alone or even getting a little extra family or pet time. Mm-hmm. So those are the uh, suggestions we've got for sticking to your schedule. Great. I love it. Um, what's the, the next one is to over communicate. And I know Amy, this one especially was important to you. So do you want to give us some of the tips there for that area? Yes, I do. So this was a big change when I started working from home. It wasn't something I even thought about ahead of time, but the way that you need to communicate and even the frequency of communication, it changes when you go from an office environment to working from home. So you need to make some adjustments um, at an employee level. And then if you're a manager, you need to need to make some changes as well. Um, when you're in an office, so you, you can kind of look around and you pick up on those visual cues from people around you. So you can tell if they're happy, are they sad, are they stressed out? and so on, and then you change the way you interact with them sort of based on that. It's just kind of instinctive. Um, Mm -hmm. You also see your teammates most of the day, so if you're taking a vacation, you go, oh, hey, manager, remember I'm gonna be out next week, or uh, you see your teammate and just remember, uh, give them a quick update on a project. But when you go to work from home, you don't have those visual cues and you don't have that same type of interaction. So it's important if you're a manager, you need to just be a little bit more frequent when you check in with your employees. You kind of want to get a pulse on their well-being, their stress level, um, hi, how are you doing type of thing. And if you're an employee, you have to just be a little more uh, proactive about raising your hand if you need help, um, talking about kind of where you're at emotionally, mentally, Make sure, again, you communicate to your manager about if you're taking time off or what the status of your project is, because you're not going to just see them and be reminded to do that. You kind of have to remind yourself to do that. Um, So, again, it's just a little bit more communication than you maybe had just because of the different environment that you're suddenly in. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. That reminds me of, so Karen Litz also, she shared some advice on that kind of similar where she says, you know, why not utilize the video feature function in Teams? Maybe not necessarily with every call, but in, instead of just doing a chat, you could use video. Instead of just having a phone call, you could have a video call. And that kind of helps you make that personal connection and see each other's facial responses and that kind of thing. It makes it feel like you're more in touch with your team. Um, I thought that was really good advice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. So the fifth one is don't stop your morning and evening routine. And I'm going to go to Tara to talk about that. Yeah, okay. So a little silliness for a second. Um, So when I tell people I work from home, many of them, friends or just acquaintances, have the impression that it means I work in my PJs, on my couch, or even crazier, in my bed. Um, But really for remote rules or just remote employees, nothing could be further from the truth. In actuality, I think most remote employees will tell you that working remote puts a bit of added pressure to keep to a structure and show that you are producing at or above capacity. With that said, a best Mm. practice when working from home is to get up and get ready each morning with good hygiene, (laughs) just like if you were going to the office. So when you work from home, consider getting dressed into work clothes. And then at the end of the day, change out of your work clothes. Your body will relax and know you're in a different mode. 
I know for me, I my workout routine is usually at the end of my day. So when I when I close out at five or six p.m., I put on my workout clothes and can I come out of my work clothes? And it really does kind of help me shut down and say, okay, Tara, it's time to stop and and get on with your personal life now. Um, the one benefit of commute uh, of a commute is that it gives you the, the time to mentally switch gears from work to home life. When your commute is just a different area of the house, a transition routine is helpful. Um, review what you've done for the day and close out your to-do list, making a note of where you left off and what you plan to tackle the next day. That's really good advice. And know what I'm often guilty of, like you just said, and I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but like when you have that 35 or hour commute home to decompress, maybe you had a tough day or whatever, um, it's tough to decompress when you walk out of your office or whatever workspace and into your, you know, house, kitchen, living room, and it's still on your mind. And it's kind of tough to not be really consumed by your by your work when you work from home. And I, I like that suggestion to uh, have, you know, at the end of your workday, doing something else and changing into workout clothes kind of signals to your brain, okay, work is done. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, the last one is socialize with your employees. And Amy, you can you answer that for us or talk about that one for us? I sure can. So socializing, whether it's as a manager or just employee to employee, it's really important. Um, those of us that have transitioned from uh, an office to working from home, it, you know that it, it can be a little weird or it can be a little lonely in the beginning, especially if you're used to being around um, an office full of colleagues every day um, and getting that kind of interaction. Uh, as a manager, I like to check in pretty frequently with my employees, even if it's just a hi, how are you today? Um, or one of my terrible jokes I'm known for, uh, but that can spark like a quick but meaningful conversation. And you just have to remember, you know, check in with them pretty frequently, make sure they're doing okay. Um, and then we talked about it already a little bit, but at Tango, the remote employees, we use Microsoft Teams quite a bit to catch up with each other. We'll video chat. Um, we love to send little jokes or memes. We ask each other questions. And then Tara talked about it too, but we've set up these channels so we can share pictures. And she talked about of our workspace. We have one with pets. We share pictures of our pets. So it's a really great way to stay connected. And it allows us to have that same camaraderie and that social interaction that you would as being in an office, but we just get to do it virtually instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think it's important. I think too, when people, when I tell people I work from home, because I, before Tango, I worked from home exclusively for almost three years. And people always had that assumption that, you know, you're in your pajamas or you're totally disconnected from the rest of the world. But with Microsoft Teams makes that a non-issue. I mean, really, I there there's times where I don't know the difference. Whether you walk into an office in a building at, in Shelton or you walk into an a room, a de dedicated space in your home, it it could feel kind of similar. Um, you just have to get into a different mindset, but and it does take some adjusting. But um, I love it. <laughs> I mean, this situation is crazy. Don't get me wrong, but working from home, it, it, there's many benefits to it. Um, 
So, okay, that's that's all six. Is there anything that we missed or any other additional comments from you, either Amy or Tara, that you wanted to add before we kind of close out here? I, I think just that if you're struggling, um, just, you know, reach out to your, your fellow employees and, you know, it's okay to vent. It's okay to say, um, you know, that this, this maybe sucks or whatever, and then use the remote team we're we're veterans and we can help give you ideas if we didn't cover something today we're all happy to help and um if you have a specific situation we'll help you walk through it and give you ideas on what we may have done when we went through something similar thank you for that completely agree we're here we're here to help with however whatever we can and even if it's just to share you know just some of the feelings of restlessness or anxiety that anyone's having we're just i think we're we're in a position where we need to be there for one another and if it's just listening to someone talk through a situation um just know we're here so that's our show we hope the advice we offer today can help ease your transition in some way as so many of us hunker down at home and set up an office as best as we can A huge thank you to Amy and Tara. You guys live our values every day, and I'm seriously proud to call you both my colleagues. If you would like to access a written version of the six tips to improve your working from home experience, visit whatisculturepodcast.com, and you can find it in the notes for this episode. You can also download a PDF version there as well, which was created by Tango's Kelly Rinaldi. Thank you, Kelly. You know, I guess I could end now with some commentary about what today's episode and how we've all responded says about our culture, about the kind of people we work with, about our leadership, about our IT support, about all of our tangaroos, but I'm, I'm not sure that's needed. I have a feeling that those listening know exactly what it says about our culture. So I will be back on with season four in a couple of weeks, unless of course I'm called upon earlier. Be smart, be safe, everyone. Take care of each other and take care of yourself. Until next time.